Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson with Spores. The Atlantic girls basketball team played four solid quarters of basketball and topped Kemper 55-44 on Friday night at Kemper. The wind snapped a six-game skid and avenged an earlier 61-51 loss to Kemper on December 12th. Atlantic head coach Dan Vargason says a win is a big confidence booster for his team. It's just that confidence they needed. It was just that little boost. They've been right on the edge. We've had three games that we were leading in the fourth quarter and lost, and tonight we're in the same situation. We're up eight going into the fourth. They clawed back and made, I think, a four-point game at one point, called the timeout, came out and made some big plays. But the biggest thing was just showing themselves what they're capable of doing. Um, you know, and we told them in the post game we didn't do anything different as a coaching staff. So there's one thing that was uh, different. It was you guys, and they did a great job. And the Trojans ended the first quarter a 5-0 run to lead 14-9, led by Peyton Harder's nine points. Peyton McLaren spliced down a three-point shot, adding to the run. Atlantic polished off the second quarter in an 8-0 run and led 25-16 at the break. Zoe Kirkhoff sparked the offense with a six uh, second quarter points. The Knights came out in the third quarter, outscoring the visitors 12-5 and closed the gap to 30-28. Elsa Tiefenthaler and Aubrey Hutton knocked down three-point shots. However, the Trojans answered the bell, finishing the frame on a 9-3 run and a 39-31 lead heading into the final frame. This is what we needed. We took care of the ball tonight. Um, you know, when they ramped up the pressure, we stayed calm and collected. The only difference was we just told them to believe in themselves. You know, we didn't call anything different, didn't design anything different, different people. We just go play basketball, and, and I thought we played good complementary basketball, offense and defense tonight. Maddie Richter caught fire in the fourth stanza with three buckets behind the three-point line to help push the visitors to an 11-point lead, 42-31, and finish the game with a 55-44 victory. Yeah, well, I think Peyton Harder, obviously, with another double-double. Um, they could not defend the pick-and-roll with her. It's, it's tough. I mean, it's just really tough to defend her to begin with. I'm glad I don't have to scout against her, and we have her. Um, but the girls did a great job getting the ball to her, and I think part of that was Zoe Kirkhoff in the first half hitting mid-ranges, forcing them to step out a little bit. Uh, Maddie Richter hit some big shots for us. Uh, McKenna Schrader did a nice job getting to the basket. We had, we had a lot of players do a lot of really good things. A lot of the weeder team tonight rebounded well, had a lot of steals in that first half out of the zone for us, uh, and I was just really happy the way she played. Claire Pellet, unfortunately, was in some foul trouble, so her minutes were down a little bit defensively. She got after it. Uh, and Peyton McLaren did a great job again. And with a freshman getting out there in Hawkeye 10 play, and it's a conference game on the road, that was a big performance from her. And then uh, tonight wasn't a lot, but um, A.J. Knuth went in for a couple minutes and gave us some big minutes. Katrina Williams wasn't here. Um, so it was just good to see her get out there um, and just play within herself and, and uh, do what we needed her to do. Peyton Harder led Atlantic with 18 points. Maddie Richter, 13. Zoe Kirkhoff, 10. McKenna Schrader with 7. Peyton McLaren, 4. And Lila Wiederstein with 3. Elsa Tiefenthaler led Kemper with 15 points. Aubrey Hutton, 9. Lauren Bell, 7. Kaylee Simon, 6. Franny Glenn, 5. And Carson Ovamall, 2. Atlantic is now 2-2 two two in conference play and 4-9 overall. They travel to Clarendon on Tuesday. Kemper falls to 1-3 in conference action and 3-7 and overall. The Knights travel to East Sac County on Saturday and host Dennis and Schleswig on Tuesday, January the 9th. Elsewhere in the Hawkeye 10 Conference, Lewis Central over Clarenda 67-24. Dennis and Schleswig girls 55, Creston 42, Glenwood 56, Shenandoah 48. And it was St. Albert over Harlan 64-51 in girls play last night. In the Western Iowa Conference, Logan Magnolia 42, Riverside 31. 
Council Bluffs, Jefferson 51, Missouri Valley 41. Trader down Underwood 6420 and Tri Center over HSDW 4727. In the Rolling Valley Conference last night, Cam continues to roll. Ninth rated Cougars over Arweva 6132. 12th ranked Coon Rapids Bayard 55, Glen Ralston 32. And Boyer Valley top West Harrison 4633. And 10th ranked Woodbine 58, Peyton Chardin 7. Corner Conference last night, Stanton 61, Hamburg 20, and East Mills 50, Sydney 39. In a game we had on KSOM last night, the Grizzled Girls get back on track as they hold Essex in the win. Zach Collins has this report. It was a battle all the way to the end for the Griswold Girls basketball team on Friday night as it led through every quarter on the night, but Essex continued to hold through as the Tigers won 36-32 at home. Essex continued to make comebacks in the game especially when it came down to the fourth quarter when they were within four points and continued to stay that close to the Tigers. Head coach Ryan Lockwood was very impressed with the performance of his girls and was happy to see a big turnaround for the Tigers after their two losses to start the week. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest with you, the first two games, yeah, we came out on the losing end, but we, we really showed that we're doing the things we want to do defensively. Offensively, it's coming along, um, trying to get shots to go down. I thought tonight we really played that really good full four-quarter team game. Um, came off the bench, you know, with multiple players that were there ready to do it. We played as a team in full-court defense, um, in, in half-court defense, and in our offense and got a lot of really good looks. I obviously would like to get a lot more of those just go down, but um, really good looks, and we rebound the ball really well tonight. Leading in the game for Essex was Brooke Burns, who was the player of the game of the night with 15 points as she put down 12 second-half points to keep Essex close in the game. Behind her were both Mariska Ketcher and Elia Valdez with four points apiece. The Trojans also featured Sydney Swain and Kyle Valdez with two points each, while Tori Burns knocked down a bucket for two points on the night. Breaking down these stats for the Tigers, Addison Adams, Carson Adams, and Abby Golinghorst earned six points in the night and each made a three-point bucket in the game. Amanda Hauser, Madison Rush, Riley Harrison, and Brianna Tay all helped by putting down two points in the night. Finishing things off in scoring was Josie Milliken, who was able to put down just a point in the night for the Tigers. Leading in the game for Griswold was Carly Milliken, as she had no points in the first half, but put down nine total points and grabbed 11 boards for the Tigers. She has continued to be a consistent force for Griswold this season, just as she was on Friday night. As of right now, another big night. You know, last night she went double-double as well. She's really starting to assert herself. Um, she's really leading as a vocal leader on the floor even more. She's a great leader, just trying to get that vocality up with her. And So she's just starting to take over. She's really starting to get those spots, and, and, the, and the girls look to her. And so when she starts going, everyone else loosens up a little bit. Griswold saw a great amount of improvement in their games against Fremont Mills and Lennox as they were able to play strong, smart, and consistently all night long. This week was a great way to get back in the rhythm of the game to help prepare them for a tough Shenandoah team next Thursday. It's always good to get that win and know that we can actually finish that game. You know, honestly, Essex never went away. We knew they weren't going to go away, and, and we needed them to stay in there because we can. We need to learn how to play all the way through on that, you know, instead of just floating our way to a win. So that was really good. We learned we can play that four-quarter game, and we can count on everybody, you know, eight, nine, ten deep on the bench, and, and we can be that force. You know, these all three of these games this week have been – great building games to go into that with you know the size of Lene Green um, and then the outside shooting of that Shenandoah team to be able to work as a team defense. The Tigers will be off until this Thursday, January 11th when they take on Shenandoah on the road at 6 p.m. 
I'm Zach Callens reporting. Thanks, Zach. In the Raccoon River Conference last night, third right North Polk 69, Bondrad Frog 33, Gilbert Top Boone 58-30, Carlisle 54, Carroll 43. In the Pride of Iowa Conference, Central Decatur 53, Southwest Valley Girls 51, Warrensville St. Mary's ranked third over Mount Air 70-47, eighth grade at Nottoway Valley Girls over Wayne 77-27, and Bedford topped East Union 60-30, Lennox over Southeast Warren 51-35. In the West Central Conference, ACGC 55, Madrid 11, Second rank Panorama 81, Ogden 4 in the West Central Conference last night. Four players scored in double figures to lead Kemper to a 75-42 win over Atlantic in a boys a Hawkeye 10 Conference matchup last night. Michael Kasperbauer led the team with 14 points. Carter Putney 13. Carson Canney scored 12. And Brock Bading 11. Colton Rasmussen reached a milestone in the loss. The senior scored 26 points, launching him over the 1,000-point career mark. Rasmussen has 288 points through the first 11 games this season and leads all of Class 3A. Nolan Waters knocked down two three-point shots and finished tonight with 13. Gavin McLaren, 9. Roth and Bestie and Brock Henderson scored at two points. Atlantic will be at Clarinda on Tuesday night. We'll have that Girl Boy doubleheader at 95.7 FM and live video stream at westerniowatoday.com. Elsewhere in the Hawkeye 10 Conference, again, it was... Uh, Kemper over Atlantic, 74-52. Denison Sleswig over Creston, 65-46. Glenwood Boys over Shenandoah, 67-48. Lewis Central down Clarenda, 67-24. And Glenwood over Shenandoah, 67-48. Harlan, 69. St. Albert, 65. And Maryville over Red Oak, 76-60 in non-conference play. In the Western Iowa Conference last night, Logan Magnolia, 60. Riverside, 57. I.K. Manning, 53. Audubon, 49. Rolling Valley Conference, Coon Rapids Bears 66, Glen Ralston 29, West Harrison 65, Warrior Valley 41, Woodbine over Peyton Chudan 73-42, and Arweaver 61, Cam 55, and the Corner Conference, Griswold 57, Essex 48, East Mills Boys 54, Sydney 35, Stanton over Hamburg 83-28. Raccoon River Conference last night, ADM 80, winners at 60. North Polk 47, Bondrant Far 44. Gilbert beat Boone 68-48. In the Pride of Iowa Conference, Central Decatur 53, Southwest Valley 51. Lennox Boys over Southeast Warren 55-51. Mont Air beat Martinsdale St. Mary's 56-35. Wayne over Nottoway Valley 73-46. Bedford 81, East Union 33. And the West Central Conference, ACGC 54 over fourth-ranked Madrid last night, 54 to 47. Charges with the upset win, and Panorama over Ogden 59 to 45. Well, the 2023-24 season continues to be one of success for SWAT as the Valkyrie last night to swept their dual tournament at Atlantic as they beat Ames, Lewis Central, and Missouri Valley. SWAT featured six girls who went undefeated in the duels. Jazz Christensen at 100, Addison Hare at 110, Quincy Sorensen at 115, Bailey Little at 130, Grace Britton at 170, Evan Gerlock at 190. Watt finished with only five decisions as they won three of the five, and the rest were all falls or forfeits. SWAT will return back to mats on January 9th when they host the SWAT quad against Denison Sleswig, Sergeant Bluff Luton, and Southwest Iowa at 530. And coming up today in Atlantic, it's the Roland Dyer Tournament. 18 teams will be in the gymnasium on four mats. We'll have coverage on 95.7 FM starting around 10 o'clock. And we'll live video stream the matches on westernhourtoday.com with live play-by-play 
of the finals coming up this afternoon. We'll have reports twice an hour. Again, that's on 95.7 FM. And go to our live video stream, westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson for Sports. 